Welcome to My Heart Songs Podcast number 156, Dream On, Part 3. One of the aspects of dreaming that speaks to me is the sharing of these nocturnal wanderings. Research suggests that half the people we interact with in dreams are real people we know personally, but the other half are creative compositions, imaginative inventions, or common social roles like police officers or bank tellers. And though many dream settings feel familiar, only a third of them are places we fully recognize. Years ago, I became enamored with the Sanoi, who are an aboriginal band of the Orang Asli, part of the indigenous peoples of the Malaysian Peninsula. Our inner magician is guardian of the realm of dream imagery. He or she is the messenger who remembers dreams and urges us to access meaning by re-experiencing them rather than interpreting them. He or she knows the central questions that allow us to dialogue emotionally with our dream content. Rather than leave dream inquiry to the individual, the Senoi people have made it an established social discourse, specifically for this purpose. Each morning, community members gather to talk about their dreams of the previous night. The community's dream guide, called a halak, encourages people to share the messages, warnings, and gifts discovered in their night wanderings. A piece of artwork, a song, or an action that would smooth social relations might have appeared. Imagine how enriching it would be to have a regular supportive forum for exploring this symbolic and intuitive way of relating to the world. More holistic solutions to daily dilemmas might reveal themselves effortlessly. In the past, I know that whenever I keep a dream journal or regularly share dreams, I gradually become more receptive to this mode of guidance. My inner wisdom responding, sharing information in unexpected ways through an image in a day or night dreamscape. There are a myriad of practices that enhance recall, joining a dream group, having a dream journal, parts of which one shares, making significant dreams a topic for a gathering, or just talking about some of the night's adventures with my partner upon awakening. It seems to me that this all has a neglected evolutionary function promoting bonding and empathy when people share dream content with one another. Jung famously said, Nights through dreams tell the myths forgotten by the day. While researching nocturnal life in pre-industrial Europe and America, A. Roger Erkirk, a professor in the Department of History at Virginia Tech, discovered the first evidence, quote, that many humans used to sleep in segments a first sleep and a second sleep, with a break of a few hours in between to have sex, pray, eat, chat, and take medicine, close quote. The Industrial Revolution and electric lighting made it easy for folks to view sleep as a waste of time, and our first sleep and second sleep, mentioned in numerous pre-19th century diaries, medical texts, works of literature, and prayer books, got shortened and consolidated without any intervening wakefulness. Perhaps the middle-of-the-night waking experienced by so many is a call to return to what our distant ancestors enjoyed. Sleep habits, no doubt, were and are culturally and individually influenced. No one size fits all. And even back then, there were those who had difficulty with getting the nocturnal rest thing down. Perhaps there was just less angst about being awake during the night, especially if one did not have to deal with an alarm clock in the morning. Modern expectations that a good night's sleep is defined as sleeping eight hours through the night may be unrealistic for many. 
My own midnight awakenings led me over the years to also explore lucid dreaming. Beyond the scope of this podcast to adequately address, if you have never read anything about it or tried to induce and welcome this fantastic voyage into your life, please do. I have never been able to keep up the focus for more than a month, but I do keep coming back to its wonders. No winning lottery ticket number yet, but lots of interesting conscious dreamscapes. One simple favorite exercise is to look at your hands during the day and then during the night in a dream, doing the same as a reminder to be lucid and awake. One can also write a letter on each hand, and when we notice the letters, we do a reality check, which eventually makes its way into a dream as well, so we can be more aware of our surroundings and whatever is unfolding. L on one hand, D on the other for lucid dreaming, or B and C for become conscious. Fun and worth a try. It does not take long for the brain to catch on that we are wanting to experience some nocturnal lucidity lucidity in the dream state. Finally, I am so curious about the common way in which dream on is used colloquially by some. It is off-stated in a cynical tone, dream on, as if something will never really happen. I just find this bit of cultural misappropriation to be sad, though I have no clue to its origins. In Italian, there is an expression, sogno nel cassetto, which roughly translates as a dream in a drawer, like a secret longing that never gets fulfilled, nor does one act to try to manifest it. How different both of these are from, may all your dreams come true. To that, there is, of course, the wise words of Oscar Wilde, quote, when the gods wish to punish us, they answer our prayers, close quote. A sort of be careful what you wish for warning. I say, dream on, in every sense of the word. Lovely wanderings, sharing with others, lucid dreaming rocks, and may you fulfill whatever dreams are close to your heart. Thanks as always for listening, and remember friends and family can easily sign up at myheartsongs.org.